Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Welcome on into episode eight with me, Rebecca Allen, and I'm a career success coach for professional women who have ambitions to land dream opportunities in their careers. They don't want to settle for mediocre. They really want to push themselves. They really want to strive for gold. And today we're going to be talking about success and failure and dealing with change. And my guest today is Selma Massoud, who is the principal at SM and Co Solicitors. And she's going to be sharing advice today for women who are aspiring lawyers and who are looking to enter the legal profession. But to be perfectly honest, what Selma is going to be sharing and what we're going to be discussing is going to be relevant to anybody entering any profession because we're talking about core skills around resilience and um, growth mindset and really understanding how to manage um, negative feedback and negative criticism. So, I'm so excited about this episode because, you know, I'm very much around setting stretching goals for yourself, um, you know, energizing yourself, aspiring for the best for you. And I love the fact that Selma set herself some very, very stretching goals in her early career, one of which was to... Um, own her own law firm by age 40, which she did. She also had ambitions to sit on the judiciary by age 40, which she also achieved. And I think that's, you know, highly commendable to set yourself such stretching, exciting, um, you know, big hairy goals to sort of set yourself up for success right from the outset. Selma is a really accomplished lawyer and um, she's got very firm views on what it takes to reach the top. And she's really keen to share all of that insight with you today. So we're going to be talking about the highs, we're going to be talking about the lows and also the challenges of succeeding and thriving in a competitive male dominated industry. So let's get started and get straight into it. love to do it's a question that I, I like to ask it's sort of like you know to sort of look back you know you've done so well for yourself and you've kind of you know you've established this incredible legal practice now after just four years which is really very impressive and um, I'd love you to share any career advice that you might have you know looking back on your 21 year old self for example could you give mm. some career advice to your 21 year old self or maybe to young women who are looking to enter the legal profession Yes, um, it's actually very important to have a positive role model in your life, especially during your younger years. And it's important to have an example as to how it's best to achieve your goals, because that role model will help show you how to pave the way to success. 
And for me, um, my father was a very well-known, very well-respected lawyer in Hong Kong. So he exposed me to the profession from a very young age, and I quickly developed this passion for law. And of course, growing up, I was also surrounded by many other family members who were lawyers, my, my grandpa, my uncles and aunties. And to this date, my father still remains, um, you know, my inspiration and one of the reasons I pursued a career in law. So I always have this motto and quote that I always turn back to. And um, of course, you know, I share this with a lot of juniors and it's, it's success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So you should stick to what you believe in. Never be afraid to try or fail. You have to persevere and set goals for yourself and keep working hard. When I was much younger, I used to hate people, you know, criticizing me for this and that. I, I lived in a very protective bubble. And when you get out into the real world, it's a completely different environment. And sometimes you need to learn to be quite ruthless, quite aggressive in order to survive, right? So to be honest, criticism is actually a positive encouragement to improve on yourself. Um, in order to face the future effectively, we must also learn to be more open-minded, more positive, and accepting, both from an equality perspective and also as a work ethic. I think, you know, I've, I've learned to be flexible because, you know, in order to achieve success, you need to learn to adapt and be flexible because, you know, the environment changes, situations change. And life is always going to be full of challenges, but success comes through failure. Yes. And you should never, never, ever be afraid to fail. I mean, you can't always control change. Like we're living in this COVID-19 environment, mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, you can't control this, but you can control your attitude towards it, right? Yeah. So ad adapting your attitude is actually the first step towards being prepared for a changing environment. When you learn to be flexible in uncertain times, you actually remain productive and positive and you actually influence others to do the same as well. You know, change happens, but when it does, it's your reaction that can mean the difference between just, you know, surviving or actually thriving. You know, I've always embraced change. Yes, you know, it's, it, you know, there are uncertain times, you know, it's difficult because you've got your structure, you, you know, this lifestyle that you've lived in, but You've got to be adaptable because people change, circumstances change, situation change, the world changes globally. So, you know, if 70% of change initiatives fail, it's also to keep focused on building the new rather than focusing on the old. Yeah. So these are the things that role models will always go through it with you. You know, that's how you succeed. You just got to keep at it, right? Never, never, never give up. You know, you always have to have that fighter attitude there to get to the top. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think a lot of what you said just then really resonates with me, Selma, because um, I've kind of grown up with that attitude of um, change is inevitable. And um, I think it comes from growing up in Hong Kong, right, where change was always happening and you kind of got yes. used to people kind of coming and going. And, you know, it just was part of, part of the experience of living in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the most valuable character kind of attributes if you like to be able to be flexible and accepting and tolerant of change mm. because like you say it's inevitable it's one of those things that is just always going to to happen whether you like you know whether you like that or not yes 
and with that like you say you know you get successes and, and with that you get sort of learnings um, or however you want to phrase that and I think you know one of the most valuable things that I have learned certainly is that there isn't really any opportunity to fail it's, it's either a learning or it's sort of a result so right. everything really is just a result or an outcome and it's like yeah. you say it depends on you know your attitude it's kind of depends on what meaning you you attribute to things Mm. Um, as to whether or not you see them as a kind of a, a mistake, a learning, a, an error, or a, whatever it might be. Um, and I think we've got to be careful with how we attribute meaning to things. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's really interesting. So I just want to sum up what you just said, because I thought they were really, really valuable points. You, you mentioned having a positive role model, and you also yes. mentioned having male and female um, role models. Correct. Did you see much of a difference between having male and female role models, or were they very similar? Um. For me, I mean, um, I always think that women have to work just a little tad harder to get to the top. I mean, of course, we'll talk about that later, you know, biases, barriers we have to overcome and, you know, you know, being a female lawyer is, you know, but, you know, watching my dad and, you know, having him there, he was very humble, very, you know, I mean, it is the same, but again, as I said, women have to work a little bit more harder. So, so in order to get to the top, you know, there are different ways of doing it, different paths that, you know, my aunts had to take right. rather than, you know, the path that my dad took. I mean, it's, it's more difficult to pitch for work. It's, it's more difficult to get jobs. It's, it's more difficult to get people to engage, you know, with you, you know, have, having trust, having trust in you or being confident in, in your abilities. So it's, it's, I mean, it's good to have a role model, a male and a female role model. But to, for me, it was, you know, my dad was pretty much my main role model. Yes. Growing mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And you also talked about, you know, criticism as being a positive, which I thought was a really interesting way of looking at it. Yes. I mean, I always try and look at the positives. Yes. Obviously, at the time when I was criticized, I didn't like it. I, I hated it, really. You know, I had supervisors slam their doors on me. I had them, you know, throw files in my face. You know, I had some of them that you will never succeed as a lawyer. You know, you're just too nice of a person, you know. And, you know, those criticisms at that time, of course, I took it to heart. I took it personally. And I always thought, you know, maybe I'm in the wrong profession. Maybe I should have just stuck to music and be a teacher and perform, you know. But ultimately, when I look back at it now, you know, it made me grow. It made me realize that, okay, uh, one day I'll, I will show you that these people are totally wrong about me. And it's funny that, that you know, you look back and, you know, it, it was just like a, a couple of years ago that, you know, one of the supervisors that I used to work with when I was a junior, I was up against him in court. And he, I mean, he was obviously in utter awe and in a complete surprise that I made it so far. Mm -hmm. I have my own firm and I'm doing touch wood pretty okay. And, you know, have, have, uh, coming against him in court, it's like I really, I really showed him that, you know day. what? Yeah, exactly. You said I would fail. And now I'm standing here up against you and actually I won the case against him. So it, it made him lose a lot of face. Yes. It made him realize like, wow, like seriously, like this girl really worked really hard to get to the top. Yeah. In a day of celebration, Salma. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but it's, it's such a small world, you know, the legal profession sure. is so small.
you will always bump into your supervisors, you know, people mm -hmm. who have put you down and people who, you know, never had the confidence in you. And you turn around and say, you know, look, look where I have come. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your criticism because that's, that's made me a lot more stronger. That's brilliant. I have, that's just the best. I love that. That's really, really interesting. <laughs> so I'm just conscious of time. So I thought what I'd love to ask you is, you know, we've sort of touched on the, the gender debate and whether yes. um, it, you know, whether or not it features in your world, because, you know, it doesn't feature in everybody's world, but yes. a lot of women, unfortunately, still, you know, face a lot of unconscious bias at work around, you know, just being women and decisions being made against them and them not being set up for success effectively. And there are so many sort of examples where it comes up time and time again still. And I would just be really interested just to hear from you what your experience of that has been, if any. Yes, um, I think the most significant barrier to female leadership is people's mentality. I think both from the inequality perspective that, you know, has been present for many, many years, and also a lot of females thinking they're just not good enough to be a leader. I mean, you know, having been criticized so many times, I always question whether I would be a good leader as a junior or one day whether I could be like this female partner that I looked up to. And obviously, most of the time, we're not given a chance to speak up, mm. or a lot of females don't have that confidence to speak up. Or maybe I had a lot of fear, you know, when in, in, when I was a junior. I mean, if I spoke up, you know, would people think I was arrogant mm. about my successes? Mm. And that's why when you're engaging a client, you know, should I ask them for more money for the services or should I not? So sometimes I tend to undercharge rather than standing by my values and the value of the services that I will provide just because I'm a female, right? So these are the issues that, that we face uh, time and time again. I wouldn't say often, but now and then it would be a problem. And of course, you know, women have family responsibilities and expectations of being the stay-at-home mom. And there's a lot of stereotype, obviously, right? Yeah. Struggling to be taken seriously, seriously, you know, downplaying accomplishments, the fear of failure, you know, how do we balance work and family time? And I always think gender plays a significant role in leadership because females are generally more risk adverse, right? They are greater risk takers in social situations. Mm -hmm. They have a higher social sensitivity. They're more empathetic mm -hmm. and react to others' feelings. And they're actually more patient. Males tend to be overconfident, more optimistic, and react by action. Um, and how do you overcome this stereotype kind of like, you know, people's mentality and, and, and the barriers? I mean, I always used to surround myself, you know, building up my own support network. And then you will encourage and empower other women to gain more confidence and more flexibility. And you encourage others to, to stand up for their values, for their accomplishments. Because when you get to the top of the ladder, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, the stats are actually better now, but, you know, 10 years down the road, that I mean, even now, I mean, I, I work in a very male-dominated environment. Mm -hmm. So you just got to stand up for your own values. Yeah. Do you see sometimes that those um, sort of stereotypical, if you like, strengths of, of women leaders um, could be sort of seen as sort of a super strength in terms of, you know, sort of leveraging what you do well naturally. It's something that I talk about a lot in my sort of coaching world, mm. like really understanding what you do well naturally. And if that is something such as, you know, having a sort of a strong emotional intelligence and being able to read people and having the ability to um, empathize with other people, 
Yes. I see that as a real sort of, uh, sort of mega strength, if you like. Um, but I think so. I think so. Because when you compare, I mean, men are less empathetic and less patient. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite obvious, right? So, so clients tend to engage. I mean, especially, for example, if you're dealing with family cases and you're dealing with divorce, mm. I think most of the lawyers that are dealing with divorce cases are actually females right. because they're more empathetic. Exactly. So, so, you know, being empathetic, understanding people's emotions, you know, being patient, I think that that is a quality to have and not many people have that and you should make the use of it because it is a superpower. It is a super strength. I think so. I, I really think that, you know, um, I'm really strengths orientated. So I kind of would look at that and I'd say, well, you know, if that's something that you do really, really well, rather than sort of saying, well, it's a feminine sort of skill set, if you like. And, mm. to, you know, try and sort of change it and be more sort of male or whatever the word is. Yeah. Um, I would say the opposite. I would say, well, why don't we kind of look at how you can leverage that and bring that, you know, to the fore. Whilst also, you know, developing core skills like, you know, assertive communication and speaking up for yourself. But like, you know, you said earlier, you know, I think a lot of women are in situations where it's what I call sort of being set up to fail, where you're kind of in an environment where you're not actually given the opportunity to speak. Correct. Um, and I think often when women are given the opportunity, then they can flourish. They can really sort of do very well. But it's being given that initial opportunity in the first place. Yes. Um, that I think is often lacking. Yes, I think so. But I think things are a little better now. But, you know, you always have to grab that opportunity because opportunities come so rarely, right? Absolutely. But once you get the step out and put your you know, foot out of the bubble, then it just naturally flows from there. Yes. That's awesome advice. I really like that. Thank you. Salma, thank you so much for your time. I really, really enjoyed talking. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me to speak. Exploration of all sorts of different topics. <laughs> so remember, if you're looking for support in your career, we're absolutely here for you. This is what we do. And in the show notes, you'll see that there's a link to my calendar. You can book a free 15-minute strategy call in there straight away. It's essentially a discovery call where we're going to discuss some of your challenges that you're dealing with right now, and I'll make sure that you leave with an action plan. So make sure you grab your session. If there isn't a spot immediately available, just maybe wait a few hours and go back and there might be um, a spot that's come free. So thanks so much for tuning in. You can add Her Ambitious Career to your Spotify library and then you don't miss any episodes whatsoever. And I will see you next week. Music